0: I was going to announce about Mira, but I was just going to say, whenever you see this maroon-looking little vehicle coming down the road, get out of the way. Sixteen. A tear on wheels. I, I explained to her how she could go backwards in the snow, turn the wheels and give it gas, and it'll just spin in circles. She just shook her head when I told her about it earlier, too. It really works good. <laughs> Ruby doesn't know how to do that. I'll have to train Ruby how to do that. No. God's good. Listen, one of the most important messages that, that I can bring forth is what come up last Sunday and this Sunday. Young people, listen, listen, listen. Older folks, listen, listen, listen. I don't care what your age is, you're affected by this. Probably, well, it's, it's a life-changing thing when you get a handle on it. you say, well, what am I talking about? I'm talking about forgiveness. We have got to recognize what it does to us as a person. If we don't walk in forgiveness, it will absolutely, listen to me, I'm, 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 it absolutely will destroy you. That's the purpose of it. Because what happens in the area of forgiveness is that you become so self-centered that you see no one else. You see God. You don't see God. You don't see anybody but you. And there's nothing more destructive than self. Bible says in the end times will we become lovers of self. And he wasn't talking about the world when he said that, he was talking about you and I. And we've gotta be aware of that, but one of the main keys that throws you into that is unforgiveness. Well, what's unforgiveness? That's just being offended and not letting it go. I've got a little plaque in my office that, uh, yes, uh, made for me and uh, it's it's so true. You have to let everything go that offends you. Well, I'm gonna go into that a little bit today We get offended and we give offense. Do you all know that? That sometimes I make people mad? Did you all know that sometimes you make people mad? Except for those out here that are perfect saints. And, and if I'm speaking to that perfect saint, maybe by the internet, nobody here. You are so full of pride, you're sickening. Because we all mess up. And we can offend somebody not even know we're doing it. But we've got to recognize that in, in the Passion Bible, in Proverbs, Proverbs 18, 19, it says, It is easier to conquer a strong city than to win back a friend from whom you've offended. Then it says, The walls go up, making it merely impossible to win them back. We don't want to be a part of building walls, but we don't want walls built in our lives which get built by unforgiveness, because what happens is we all go through tremendous hurts at different times in our lives. And what you do is yourself does not want to get hurt again. Lots of times in relationships, if you have went through divorces, if you went through heartaches, if you went through just getting hurt, you don't want to get hurt. It's kind of like touching a fire. You only do it once. Then you know what it's like. Well, when you get, a, when you get hurt, when you allow hurt when you get hurt, you're receiving that. You don't have to receive it. But when you take that hurt on and you take that offense on, I don't care what your age is, when you take that offense on towards somebody, you then are building a wall, I won't let this happen again. And then if that person comes back and does it again, the wall even gets thicker. And then again, the wall even gets thicker. And the the Jewish custom was, you forgive three times and you just, whatever. Whatever. That's why Peter said to to Jesus, so I'm going to forgive seven times. And what did Peter get the reply back? Seven times. Buddy, I'm talking about you've got to forgive seven times 70. Now that's a lot. That's 490 times in a 24-hour period. Now we're not awake 24 hours. That would be 30 times an hour. (coughs) 20 times an hour. Let's just cut it back to 16 hours of being awake. You've got to forgive 30 times every hour. You've got to forgive every half minute. But, but what if they continue? What if they do? We've got to recognize that, that there's an answer to this and God's got this. And if you think you've offended somebody, you probably have. And the Bible, the Bible gives the answer to that. <laughs> One scripture and I'm going to go on to the other. It says in Ephesians 4.29, it says, let no one, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearer. Now, if you would live by that scripture, you would probably not offend people quite as often as you do. Did you hear me? Well, how do you, how do you, how do you, offend somebody how do you by by meditating on a hurt by meditating on yourself by meditating on something that's not true and then as you meditate on it then you speak it and as you speak it that corrupt word is what causes damage to people around you grace will not grace is something that i didn't deserve and so if someone has hurt me i can give them a word that's full of grace which they don't deserve Now, let, let, me, let, let me stay here just a minute. Get this off my heart. If someone hurts you and continually is hurting you, there is no place in the Bible that says you got to hang around with them. There's no place in the Bible that says, you you know, to turn the other cheek doesn't mean to get slapped again. To turn the other cheeks means you let it go. They offended me, I let it go. I forgive them, but you don't have to continually take the abuse, nowhere does it say that. So if you continually are taking the abuse, you are continually putting yourself in a place of becoming just like that person. Because whoever you run with is who you'll become. So right off the get-go to get this out of the way, you forgive, but you don't have to stay there and get beat up all the time where you've gotta forgive every 30 seconds. You forgive and let it go and and love them from a distance. I went through a stage with with my dad where I had to love him from a distance. I still love my father. Loved him till the day he was gone. Love him now. And because of the Holy Spirit, things got worked out but I, was, I wasn't and could not take the abuse anymore because I was setting myself up to be just like that because when you're around somebody that hurts you all the time, you end up starting to judge that person. And as you judge that person, the Bible says you become what you judge. I wasn't gonna go this way, but this is where it's at right now. We have got to recognize that we, it, it, it's so vital. Young and old, listen to me. It's so vital when you get hurt by somebody. When a boyfriend hurts you, when a girlfriend hurts you, You've got, listen, if you get mad, if I get mad, anybody here ever get mad? Okay, we're all, so we've all messed up. Because if you get mad, you are just wanting your way. And you've heard me say this a zillion times, but I'm going to say it a lot. That's unforgiveness. Well, I want it my way. Who told you your way was right? Whether you think it's right or not. People that believe in abortion think it's right. People that do not believe in abortion think it's right. Now, what do we go by? We go by what the Word says about it, which is abortion is wrong. But you still have to come to a place of forgiving. People are living ways of life that they shouldn't be living. We're to love them. We're to forgive them. We're not to judge them. People can come in and look like they want to look. That's their business. That's not your business. We're to love them wherever they are. You think you're perfect. I think I'm perfect. I think I look pretty good. I, I'm all right. But I'm I'm just, can be just as crazy as the next. And I'm preaching to me, just like I'm preaching to you. We have got to be so quick to forgive that we don't even know what we forgive. We just it, let it go. We've got to come to that place of knowing that God's got it. We've got it. We've got to, I don't want to offend nobody, and if I do that, it's an, it's, I didn't mean it. But if I'm purposing to walk in unforgiveness, I'm killing myself. The Bible tells me that, well, that the Scripture in Matthew 18, 28, where it says 7 times 70, if you follow that up, it's about the man that, that owed a debt, and they forgive it, and then he went right out and made the person pay him. They put him in a torture chamber because of it. You put yourself in the torture chamber because you only think about you, which is torture. Where does depression come from? Thinking about you. Think about how sad you are and how lonely you are and how this you are. And how, it's all about you. And you needs to come out of our vocabulary. It's about everybody else. I'm here to serve. I'm here to bless. When you get mad at somebody, give them space. Let them have their way. And then God will take care of your way. Are, are you. He's got this. We've got to recognize that when I get consumed with this, I am not any longer consumed with Him. I can solve the problem. I want it my way. I, that person offended me. I will never talk to them the rest of my life. Or, or the, the good one. Your child messes up, and they do. That's why we train them. And you, you, you make the fleshly statement, you are restricted for a month. You can't handle them in the house for a month. Be wise before you restrict someone for a month. Deal with it in love. There is discipline. There is training. But to think that that child from then on is going to think that mom and dad don't love me anymore and they're, they, they're, they're making me do this for a full month. They're trained to be in unforgiveness. We've got to recognize that God has got this and God's going to take care of this. And we've got to get it to the place of recognizing it. Matthew 5 8 says, God bless those whose hearts are pure. We've got to come to the place of recognizing that if I'm walking in unforgiveness, I am blocking what God wants for me. I am blocking the, the relationship that he wants. I, I am coming to that place of thinking that I don't need his relationship. Because, you know, whenever he, he lives in us all the time. So he's always with us. He's always talking. And I, and I do this, but in fact, he's here. Yep. And everybody in this building and everybody watching by internet can go, he's here. The time in my, my walk with the Lord that, to say that I hear the God's, God's voice, they would put me in the insane asylum. But I'm sorry. Wrong teaching. He's always talking to me. And he's talking to you. I've heard people say, well, I don't hear his voice. Well, yes, you do, because when you got born again, your conscience changed, and you you heard that deep inner voice. And what happens when you come to the place of walking in unforgiveness, you're saying, that person is bad, and I will not talk to them. I will not forgive them. I can't forgive them. You are saying that I'm in control now and I'm judging now and I don't have any place for God anymore in my heart. But yet God's in your heart and all the while he's talking to you and all the while your own mind is making you crazy because you know there's not peace in your heart because you're mad at somebody. Doesn't do any good to be mad. You've got to be quick, quick, quick. Everybody say quick. Quick. Forgiver. You've got got to come to a place of recognizing it will destroy you. It it will absolutely... If you're in unforgiveness, you can't walk in love. Now, it's very difficult to have somebody that has repeatedly hurt you and to walk in love when you're around them. Very hard. Judas was a disciple. Jesus knew when he'd come up what was going to happen. He even told him, Judas, the one I kiss is the one. Jesus had to, had to walk in that supernatural power of loving a person that is just absolutely going to destroy him in a person. It had to be done. We know that, and we know what took place. But Judas was so ate up with what he did that he hung himself he actually was walking in unforgiveness towards himself. He couldn't forgive himself for what he did. He didn't realize what he did, but then when he did realize it, what do I do? We've got, we, we, we don't want to destroy ourselves. We want to recognize that God's got us and he's taking care of us. It's, it says in Ephesians 5, 2, in the New Living Translation, live a life filled with love, Flowing the, following the example of Christ. We've got to come to the place that when, when, when we've been offended by someone, we don't go talk to someone else. We don't try to get a gang together. We don't try to get a mob to lynch them together. We just forget it, let it go, and know that God's bigger than our problem and he will fix it. And walk in love. Now, you don't, have to, you don't have to always run with that person, but when you run into that person, I can't tell you the number of people I have run into that have left this church mad at me, and I've seen them at Walmart, but, oh, I'm not talking to them. Well, no, you don't do that. You love them as a person. Christ loved them and their mistakes. I've never made any mistakes. I've never misunderstood people in my life. Of course We have. So we've got to give that same thing to people we run into that have hurt us, sever- stabbed us in the back. Know what they said, heard them say it. The ones that just stood and ripped on me and walked out of the office. The next time i seen them, how are you doing? Well, are you fake? No, I'm walking in the love of Christ and not letting unforgiveness get on me. I'm not carrying that. Because see, to take to walk in unforgiveness, I have took the offense. I've received the hurt that they threw at me. I've received the cuss words that have come to me. i received the things that come to me. But no more than it happens, you've got to go, no, I'm not even going to spend time on that. Uh, Catherine Kuhlman had some real bad stuff written about her in the newspapers and stuff back then. And everybody said, how did you handle that? I just acted like it didn't happen. That's how she talked. I just acted like it didn't happen. It's what you've got to do, but you don't have to do that. You just have to know, I'm not going to think about this. I'm not going to get mad. You can all tell, can, can you all tell when you're, that starts coming up and you're getting ready to defend yourself. Just do this. And walk away and just say, okay, I'm letting it go. I'm not even going to think about it. You know, you say, well, 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 Pastor, I can still remember things. Forgiveness doesn't mean you forget. There's no place in the Word that says that. But what happens is when you don't spend time on it, you forget the details. I know the hurt was there, but I can't even tell you what the hurt was on a lot of things. Why? Because I purposed. You say, well, you're perfect. No, 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 come on. I'm training myself in the midst of this too. Still happens. It's almost, it could could probably be almost a daily thing in a pastor's life. Loneliest spot there is on planet Earth because I can't share with anybody what really goes on. So you have to learn, okay, I'm going to be okay. But by doing that, I forget the details because what I found in my past, and now if I go there, if I think on it, the details grow. Does anybody notice that? I'm mad at so-and-so because they said and they thought, and I think they thought that, and I, I, I could tell by the look on their face what they were thinking. Oh, really? You really, you gained a demonic spirit that can read people's hearts, huh? We got to come to a place of recognizing God's got this and and he doesn't want us to to go there. He, He wants us to. Forgiveness gives no room. Forgiveness gives no room for Satan. Unforgiveness gives all kinds of room because he moves on what you say. And if you think it, you're going to say it. And you all know that around here. So when you walk in forgiveness and immediately you say no, that's a problem. I'm not even going there. I'm going with the answer, which is Jesus Christ who died. And you know, it's, you know, it's, can I say this? You know, it's aggravating. God loves the person who hurt me as much as he loves me. That stinks. But it's the truth because he wants to fix them. See, when we go through hard times, it's, it's called boot camp. When you go through hard times, it changes your character. God uses people and problems to change your character. Because otherwise, we don't change. So when you go through things in life, hard times in life, Brad was at a, at a, at a conference where a new job he's taking, and they, had, they asked him to get up and share his life, some of his life story. Well, we've got quite a life story. And he warned them. He said, now, this has been years past, but I get pretty choked up about it. Well, half the room was crying before he was done because he was crying. But it builds character, what you go through. Well, I don't want to go through that. Well, then you won't have the character to face the next thing that's coming or help the person that's going through it. But if you walk in unforgiveness and everything that happens in your life, you'll have no character and you'll have no one want to be around you because all you'll talk about is you. So learn to forgive yourself as well as everybody else. Learn to follow what he wants. It says in Ephesians, New Living Translation, Ephesians 4, 26, 27, don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry for anger gives a foothold to the devil. Always use this scripture on counseling to people that's going to be getting married. Never, 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 never go to bed mad with your wife or your husband. There's something happens, it it grows while you sleep. It does. You have bad dreams and you have bad thoughts and you wake up mad and you don't even know why you was mad, but now I'm just mad and i got to find something else to be mad about. That's all unforgiveness. Roll over. (laughs) I can remember laying, you you know how... The mattress has got that little seam on both sides. I can remember when both Connie and I laid on the seams on both sides before we got a revelation of getting this straightened out. Duh, that's my bed. I'm putting myself in prison. I- I- I'm the one that's not sleeping. I'm the a stupid. Lord, you got this. She's a ding but you got this. Come on. I'm just being honest with you. Because I know that it works. I watched it. Forgiveness is not a feeling. It's not a feeling. It is a choice. Feelings come, feelings go. If you think because I forgive them, that's going to fix your feelings. No, you still... You still inside want to get mad. You still inside want to do, because you're, 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 you're a human being and you still have these emotional things that you want to deal with. You can't be led by your emotions in these states. You can't go by the feelings. You have to put them down and go by what the Bible says, how you're supposed to act. And how is that? I forgive. It's over. You got it. You're bigger than me. You can fix it. You can fix me. Whoever needs fixed, I'm available. And you go on with life. And you just move forward and you just, the old statement, I'm going to be okay. Yes, you are because God's in you and God's taking care of you and God has has got it. But it's a choice, not a feeling. It's a place in your life and everybody's looking at me. Y'all got unforgiveness here? Got to get rid of it. I'm telling you, I'm just giving you a warning, heads up. I can prophesy over everybody here that's walking in unforgiveness. It will devour you. You will not be worth even being around. It'll make you sick. It'll change all the stuff inside that's supposed to be working properly to the wrong way and you'll end up with something and Doc will see you at the clinic. It's designed to destroy. It's unforgiveness. Forgiveness is not forgetting. We talked about that. Can't forget. you, You can't forget major stuff, but boy, did I learn from it. Boy, did I, did I get stronger. It's kind of like a, if you're a weightlifter, the only way you get strong is to lift weights. Brad's on a weightlifting thing right now, and I, I was poking him a while ago. It's like poking on this right here. Don't poke on me, your finger will go in there. But I don't lift weights. I don't want to lift weights. I don't like lifting weights. That's why they call him... Dumbbells. <laughs> I better leave that one alone and move on. Forgiveness is a character builder. God can use it, and God will use it. He promises. I, I, I love the scripture, folks, where he says that he, that he takes everything that goes on in your life that's bad and good, and he makes, I don't, know, I don't know how, but I've watched it. He takes bad situations and circumstances, and he makes good out of them. It's like we, uh, Bob Adams lost Micah, 23 years old. Horrible situation, horrible circumstance. But somehow, he's going to take that bad loss and he's going to make good out of it. Well, how, how? I'm not God. But see, that's where we got to get to the place of, of walking in unforgiveness. Why, why would you want to live there and make yourself God? Would you want to be in charge of Everything? I mean, would you want to say who lives and who dies? Would you, I mean, would you want the responsibility of, of all of that? Then quit trying to be God by walking in unforgiveness. Because if you walk in unforgiveness, whoever you are, you, you are saying, look at me. I know best about every situation and circumstance. No, we don't. No, we don't. We just got to, we got to impart grace like he tells us to. It, it's, it's a place really of building a character, but it's a place of maturity. It's a place of recognizing God has got your life and he's going to take care of you. It's a place of going, I trust you, Lord. This stinks. What I'm going through and these people and what took place and the wrongs and the rights and all that's going on. I've just, I just got to let this go, Father. And when you do, you, you get stronger and stronger and stronger. I brought up the scripture, Matthew eighteen twenty-two. For some reason in my mind, I, w- I was thinking that he said 70 times 70. But it's 70 times 7 that Jesus said to Peter, no, 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 no. Seven times, Peter? Well, you, you, you think because the Jewish custom is three times that you're a little better than they are? And Jesus said, no, Peter. You know, especially after you've watched The Chosen, you see the character they portrayed Peter to be, which when you look at Scripture, that's how you, he's a pistol. Seven, Peter? Let me tell you. Why don't, we just, why don't we just say 70 times seven, which means always. Constant forgiveness. I mean, when you really think about that. So let, let's just look at it let's, so we can see this. We've got a person that doesn't like us. We've got a person that every 30 seconds, they offend us. During our 16-hour day, we're awake. Every 30 seconds, they hurt us. They say things about us. They offend us. For 16 hours, he's going to do this to me. I've got to forgive that person every 30 seconds just to keep up with, which really means all the time. Can you? Let me give you a clue. No. You can't. Because if you are trying to do it, you are trying to do it by your emotions and your feelings. Jesus died for every 30 seconds. Jesus died for every offense. He's already died for every heartache. He's already died for everybody that's hurt you. He's already died for that. So what you have to do is say, Holy Spirit, I can't, but you have. Because that's who you really are. You're really the Holy Spirit that lives inside you. You're just a shell walking around that mouths off sometimes. But he wants you to be a shell that gives life all the time. So when you run into problems, thank you, Lord. I am a forgiver. Thank you, Lord. You designed me to let it go. Thank you, Lord, that it's going to be okay. Thank you, Lord, that you've got me. And somehow you're going to make this good. Thank you, Lord. And then what you do is you tend to forget the problem and you've got the answer. And you move on to the next problem and you get rid of it and go to the answer. And then pretty soon, every time you see a problem, you just turn to the answer. Every time you see this little maroon vehicle coming down the road, you just get out of the way. It's the same thing with unforgiveness. When you see somebody offend you, you just get out of the way. Not that that little car would destroy you, but you don't get me. You forgive me. Okay. It's the same thing, folks. I promise you, this day, you will be offended by something or somebody. All you have to do is turn on the news and you can instantly take offense because you know they're lying. Well, they don't lie on the news. Where have you been? It's called making money deception. We've got to come to the place in every situation. Come on up, team. John 10... 10 says, I have come to give you life and give it more abundantly. If you're in here today, if you're watching by internet and you've got anything that's come up in your heart that you're upset with somebody, you're mad at at whoever. Let's give it to God right now and get this off of you. Lots of times you can walk up to someone and just within a minute you can tell they've got unforgiveness because they start talking about it. Well, picture that. They've lost relationship with God because all they're consumed with is somebody that hurt them. All they want to do is talk about it and get somebody else to talk about it and agree with them that, that this, this. Find somebody that will agree to forgive with you. Find somebody that will tell you, man, I know you're hurt, but listen, you've got to let it go. Let's just do that today. Bow your heads real quick before we go into praise and worship. Father, I know, I know that I know that I know there are people that are carrying grudges, carrying heartaches, carrying offenses. None of us should. We've seen the word. We we know the, the problem with it. We know that Satan gets a foothold there. We know that, that we can't really be in relationship with you like we want to be. So Father, we are choosing right now to let this go. We're asking you, Holy Spirit, you've done it, you've taken care of it, give us the power. That's why you're in us, is to give us the power to overcome. You give us dunamis power. So, Father, we ask that you would give us the power to let this go and see the answers in Jesus. And we thank you for that, Father. We give you all the praise, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's stand and worship.
1: When death had claimed its victory, the King of Love had given up his life. The darkest day in history, there on a cross they made prisoners. no breath and it was finished but not the end we could have known for the earth
2: The Savior of the world.
0: Thank you. You know what? He's done everything for us. If you had a million dollars in the bank, in your checking account, would not you live different? Well, you've got everything in you to take care of every problem all we have to do is just take it out and use it well they they hurt me he's give you forgiveness you just say I can't but you can and I have and I've got it and you let it go and you write a check I choose to forgive and it's there cause he's the one that gives you the power It's not you. Well, I'm still mad. Big deal. You're just looking at your emotions. Look at the truth of who you really, really are and what you've really, really got. It's not a problem to write a $100,000 check if you've got a million dollars in the bank. Well, it's big. Then write it for $999,000. dollars you still got it covered. That's what forgiveness can be. If you just use what you've got, you'll start recognizing. Wow, I feel better. I'm going to make it. I'm going to get through it because hail King Jesus, he did it all. Father, we thank you. Thank you that you you took care of everything on the cross. You died for our sin, our sickness, our diseases. You died for our sins. You died for everything. You died for the one that hurt me. And we're going to let it go and let you have it because you are the creator of the universe. And we trust, we put our trust totally in you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Call you blessed, you are dismissed.